What's up, y'all? What is up? Welcome back to another episode of Black News, y'all. It's Cornelia. And like always, I'm so happy to be here with you guys again for another episode. In case you're new to the podcast, Black News is where I break down current events, hot topics, and local stories involving Black people. We over here chopping it up, having a good old time. So before we get into it, make sure you tell all your friends that Cornelia is over here talking about what the Black's doing, okay? Now, first things first. Make sure y'all like and subscribe on all apps where podcasts can be heard. We on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. We on all of them, okay? Let them know we over here chopping it up and big kicking it. And be sure to also rate five stars and leave a comment. That's the key. That's how you get continue to get traction. And that's how we continue to grow this podcast. So I'm thanking you guys in advance for sharing with everybody. And I'm thanking you in advance for, again, liking, subscribing, rating five stars and leaving a fantastic comment. All right. Now let's get into it. On last week's episode, I asked you guys to hit up the link in my bio on all social media and let me know what you guys would pick between dinner with Jay-Z or taking the $500,000. We talked about that last episode. On social media, everybody's been chatting about whether or not they're going to sit down with Jay-Z or take the bread. Now, when I asked y'all this, I should have tested out the audio in, in the actual like system. Uh, because, uh, I don't know how to work it. I don't know how to work it. I got a couple comments. Some of the audio didn't sound good. And y'all know last week audio was the bull. So we'll put a pin in inserting and adding in the Jay-Z versus 500 K responses because I'm y'all, I'm trying to figure this out. Okay. I'm, I'm editing on my own. It's my first go around doing it on my own. And I'm learning. I'm going to look on YouTube because you can pretty much find anything on YouTube to show you how to do stuff. Hell, you can find a damn colonoscopy on YouTube if you wanted to. So I'm going to do some more research. I'm going to master it and actually test it and then come back to y'all with some more Q&A. However, while I figure that out, continue to keep chiming in and letting me know if you would take the bread or the dinner with Jay-Z. So, you know, hit me up again. All of uh, the links are in my social media bios, Instagram and Twitter, and just tag that and leave me a voicemail. I promise I will listen. Next up, y'all know I've been waiting for the verses with Fat Joe and Ja Rule. I've been, they announced this maybe like, Y'all, what was it? Maybe four weeks ago? I was ready immediately. If I would have been in New York City, I would have gotten in line early and been in the side. I would have got me some tickets. I told y'all before, I love me some verses. I love it. Well, let me say this. I love verses when the artists are old. Okay. When they young. I don't care. It was a versus a while ago. And it was like, 
man, who was it? It was somebody young. And I was, I just didn't feel like they didn't have a big enough gut for me. You, you got to have a stomach to really kill it in verses. However, that ain't necessarily the case because this versus with Fat Joe and Ja Rule, Ja Rule ripped the F up. He looked like 1998, holla holla. Okay. So let me back up a little bit. Fat Joe and Ja Rule both had solid runs when it comes to hip hop and, you know, in Ja Rule case, low key R&B. Ja Rule had a mega run. Like, I don't think people realize or remember he owned the radio for like a solid maybe five plus years i'm talking about out here just killing it so i was looking forward to that because every thug needs a lady y'all i was all in so to recap in regards to the back and forth and the chatter and and ish talking it was kind of like dipset versus the locks not as aggressive, but it was new. It was real New York. Like it was, if you think about New York, these verses where they be going back and forth, that is like the epitome of it. Fat Joe had two outfit changes. He changed, he came back and changed into the, with like a, like a hot Cheeto. Somebody said he looked like the FedEx man. I don't, he, he I don't, maybe he was sweaty. Um, he's a bigger man, but that's neither here nor there. Um, it was just a good time. And a couple of the highlights. So with the old school verses while we were in the pandemic, there were no guests. The internet was raggedy. You were at your house. We were hoping for the best. We saw what happened to Teddy Riley. It just didn't work. Now there's a production budget and one of my favorites, special guests. So with Fat Joe, one of his special guests, Remy Ma. And we, we expected that, right? Um, the Terror Squad, Remy Ma is their first lady. She came out looking good, okay? She had this like yellow cheetah bubble coat, short booty short set on, whatever it was. I wouldn't wear it. She looked great in it. Neck was blinged out. She had the chains on. I'm with it. So she did a couple um, songs. She rapped Big Pun's verse on deep cover killed it like Remy Ma, I, I, and I was sitting there wondering why Remy Ma ain't as big as she should be and I won't say the word should but y'all know what I mean and maybe it's because she she went she was in the slammer y'all let's not forget Remy Ma was in the slammer for a while but she served her time she out she out here you know doing her thing and still killing it I just wish that we would pay attention more to her rapping, but I'm hoping, you know, that changes. She got some new music coming out. So, um, you know, we're going to be looking forward to that. Um, so that was one of Fat Joe's um, features. Then one of my favorite moments of the night, y'all know Fat, um, um, what, what's his name? His name ain't what's the, Ja Rule. Sheesh. Ja Rule had a solid run, but two people within Ja Rule's runs really, had they had they had us in a chokehold man ashanti and lil mo y'all when lil mo came out and then when vita came y'all first you know how old i felt when vita came out and i immediately knew it was vita like <laughs> y'all <laughs> people on instagram were in the comments like yo who's that 
Somebody was like, is that Charlie Baltimore? No, fool, that's Vita. As soon as she came out, I typed in all caps, Vita! Exclamation point six times. Vita looked like she'd been in the gym since um, Put It On Me was out back in the day. She had a six pack, legs skinny and buff. Lil Mo still sound like 2000. I was in heaven, y'all. They killed it. Now, when that happened, and it was either before or after, and Fat Joe got a lot of backlash for this, he said something like, yeah, don't bring out no dusty bitches or who them dusty bitches you brought out and you probably found them in a crack house. Completely disrespectful. They got on his neck about it. Not necessarily immediately when it happened, but y'all know black Twitter. Black t- Twitter tore his ass up, as they should, because that just was uncalled for. And he apologized later and Remy Ma got into, got jumped into the conversation. It was a lot going on, but, you know, pulling that to the side because that was shady of a fat Joe. Continuing on with the features, Nelly came out. He did, um, I forget what song he did, but then he did like hiding her or something. Like Nelly, Nelly, we don't need no solo performances. You had your verses. Move along. Ashanti, of course, y'all know Ashanti had to come out. Ashanti came out and did songs with Ja Rule and Fat Joe because y'all know she performed with both of them. And at the end of the night, Jada Kiss came out to like wrap up the whole thing. So it was just a great night. A couple things um, that people were chattering about. One, y'all know Nelly and Ashanti used to date, right? Y'all know they used to date, right? As soon as Nelly came out, I said, oh shoot. The only counter Ja Rule got, he got to bring out Ashanti now because that's that's Nelly X. And here come Ashanti skipping out looking good. People were watching though to see if Nelly was going to like run up to Ashanti after the, the verses. And lo and behold, he did with a hug. He hit her with the, where my hug at? Apparently, Ashanti was like in an interview on Instagram or doing something talking. And she said they, they ain't spoke since they broke up. Child, they broke up years ago. So to me, that sound like bad blood. But it also sounds like, and according to Ashanti, she ain't interested in the get back. So you don't, we not going to even go there. They not, she don't want them. Nelly was cute though. You know, Nelly be looking good. Anyway, I also, throughout the verses, and I've always wondered this, and this isn't necessarily about verses. This is more about Fat Joe. And I'm not asking to immediately get answers, but I want us to kind of, you know, to question this. Why we be letting Fat Joe say the N-word? Why? Why? Why do we? Why? Like, I never got that. I don't necessarily know his background. I haven't dug deep enough into it. Uh, I know he is either Puerto Rican or Dominican, maybe Cuban. I don't know. He Latino. I'm not specifically sure what is in his heritage and his DNA. And I'm not even going to go down that rabbit hole that deep. But I always wonder that. He be saying saying N-word hard. Like what? Why? Why? So we'll put a pin in that and we'll solve that later. But I just wanted to highlight that. Especially when he said the dusty bitches. I was like, oh, hold on, play boy. We're not going to do that, but whatever. Overall, it was a fantastic night of music. I was in heaven. When Versus is out on 
the West Coast. I don't know who it's going to be. I'm going. I am going. As long as it's not like no no Bay Area artist. I just can't get into it. Okay? But I'm there. Then the chatter started because Jermaine Dupree wants to battle Diddy. It was a whole IG thing. They got on IG and was Diddy was playing music. It's a thing. But the question is, do y'all want to see JD, Jermaine Dupree versus Puff Daddy? Puff versus JD. If it happens, who y'all got? Personally, mm, I'm not going to pick a side because, again, I was the one who said it was going to be dipset over the locks. And you see how stupid that went. So here we are. But let me know what y'all think. Did y'all watch Versus? Did you predict that Ja Rule was probably going to edge out Fat Joe? Or were you just there just to have a great time and enjoy the music? Let me know. It's been an eventful week in the Minaj household. Child, it, whew, it has been an eventful week for Nicki Minaj. Basically, Nicki Minaj versus COVID-19. That's where we at. So to recap, apparently it all started when Nicki Minaj gets on Twitter and starts talking about the vaccine, COVID-19 skepticism, her thoughts around it, all of that. Now, look, we all have engaged in some COVID-19 chatter at some point. I mean, at least I have, whether you are pro-vax, anti-vax, neutral, wherever. It's on top of everybody's mind. Okay, I understand. But the drama with Nicki Minaj started really when she tweeted out, and I'm going to read the tweet. This this will blow everything up, y'all. She tweeted, my cousin in Trinidad won't get the vaccine because his friend got it and became impotent. His testicles became swollen. His friend was weeks away from getting married. Now the girl called off the wedding. So just pray on it and make sure you're comfortable with your decision. Not bullied. Y'all, the swollen testicle comment on Twitter blew up. This literally blew up. Immediately, people were like, your cousin friend was cheating. That's a STD, Annika Mirage. That ain't got nothing to do with the vaccine. And even if it did have something to do with the vaccine, once you are on a social media platform, you got that many followers. That's that's a big deal. Okay, that's taking it to the next level. So then, you know, it was a, some back and forth. It eventually turned into then her saying she was invited to the White House. And y'all, I'm just giving like the highlights of what I remember. I tried to do some research and your girl was fatigued. She said she got invited to the White House. Then the White House, I think apparently chimed in in and was like, we ain't invited her to the White House. Then I saw on the news that they said that they would connect her with doctors to talk her through COVID-19 and the vaccines. The dang Trinidad and Tobago minister of health chimed in. This is what he said at a press conference. This man had to have a press conference in Trinidad and Tobago. He said that officials have quote, wasted so much time checking Minaj's claims about her cousin's friend. He goes on to say, What was sad about this is that it wasted our time yesterday 
trying to track down because we take all these claims seriously. As we stand now, there's absolutely no reported such side effect or adverse event of testicular swelling in Trinidad, or dare I say, none that we know of anywhere else in the world. The Trinidadian Minister of Health had to have a dang press conference over a tweet by Nicki Minaj. Y'all, enough of this. Enough. Like, come on. Whether you are believe in the vaccine or not, if you got a lot of followers, shit gonna hit the fan. It's going to hit the fan. So, y'all, here we are. I actually stopped doing research because I, again, was so exhausted by the story. But I'm bringing it to y'all because it's happening in, in, in our community. This is what the Blacks is talking about. So I'm presenting it to you all. We can research the facts together when we're less exhausted about it. And we'll regroup and discuss our findings. Let me know on social media what y'all think about the Nicki Minaj situation. And did y'all see it first go down? Because I kind of saw it in real time, but then I jumped out um, and jumped back in. And when I finally jumped back in, child, I saw that the White House done got involved and said they're going to link her up with the doctor. So, so here we are. But let me know what y'all think um, about what's going on in the Minaj household. So I know somebody said, I ain't going to even go there. That's messy. Never mind. I was going to break. Never mind. Do some. Now, I ain't going to even hold you with this next topic. I really don't know what's going on with this. I am so confused, hoping that one of you guys can break it down for me. We're going to do this one together. Karen Sybil. First, I've seen the name Karen Sybil and, and seen her on social media over the years. But I never really researched to see what it is that she actually does. I know she's like associated with brands and things. I thought she was a PR person kind of. But according to Google, Karen Sybil is an author, brand curator, influencer, philanthropist. Okay, got it. Um, And you know, as we, as the generations start to get younger, those Those things are a part of most of of, of our repertoires, right? We all do a lot of uh, different things. Okay, got it. So those are some of the things that she's known for. But recently, a lot has been like blowing up in the news involving Karen Civil. So I kept seeing her name, kept seeing her name, kept seeing her name, kept seeing the names Cameron Joyner Lucas. So from what I gather, and y'all, this is just, it's a lot. Uh, too much to the point where, again, I stopped researching. I was tired, y'all. I I got gray hair, okay? I got gray hair. And when you got gray hair, you be needing naps. And your nap time interfere with you doing research about stuff you don't know about. And low-key, wasn't on your radar. And I ain't gonna sit down here. Mm, okay. So... The high level points of the scenario or the situation is this. It sounds like Karen Civil is being accused by multiple people within the entertainment industry for either taking money, doing, not fulfilling a service, doing something shady. 
she allegedly got $60,000 from Joyner Lucas, who at the time was a brand new artist, not known, had a, a girlfriend who was about to have a baby. The 60K was like damn near his last. He gave it to Karen Civil to help push his name, his brand out. And I keep saying allegedly because, you know, we don't know. She took the money and didn't fulfill her promises on all of the services. Then there's a girl named Jessie Wu who, who was looped in. Apparently there's a lawsuit, defamation. She said she won a lawsuit and Karen said she did not. All of this can be found on Jasmine Brand, The Shade Room, all of the, the gossipy sites. Cameron's name was thrown in because he said some years ago that Karen Civil was doing some shady stuff. Nobody believed him. We called him a hater. And that was back when, after he broke up with Juju. And you know, when, when Cameron broke up with Juju because he said she was born, we stopped fooling with him. Okay? Because Juju seemed like a nice woman. Anywho, then it came out that Jason Lee, who is the the guy beyond behind the Hollywood Unlocked like blog post and interview um, show on YouTube and all of that. He said that Karen Civil paid some little hacker boy money to take down the Hollywood Unlock page. Child, they had a clubhouse going this weekend and they were all in it. And Karen Civil admitted on the clubhouse, in the clubhouse room, that she actually did pay to get the, the page taken down. Ain't that a crime? <sighs> Y'all. Side note, I couldn't even get into the clubhouse. I saw a uh, blowing up on Twitter and I was like, you know, well, let me see this. Let me get in here so I can listen and see what's what for the podcast. So I can take this back to, to the black news supporters and listeners so we can have something to talk about. Couldn't even get in the clubhouse room. First of all, I had to blow the dust off my clubhouse account because I abandoned ship once I figured out that it seemed like only black people was on clubhouse and we made that popping and now they some billionaires, but that's neither here nor there. Couldn't even get into the clubhouse room to hear the tea. Also, they said that that clubhouse room was one of the most attended rooms ever in the history of clubhouse. So it was huge. I ended up, they started another clubhouse room the next day and it was loud. Some dude was in there yelling and talking loud. He started cussing. So I had to get out. It was a little too hood for me and I was, I was exhausted and still confused. So I left, but what I've gathered is it seemed like a lot of people have interacted in some way with Karen Civil, whether it was positive or negative. I think she was even working with Nipsey Hussle before he passed. People were even throwing out that his family don't really fool him. Black fool her. Black Sam don't talk to her no more. I don't know. But like I said, what I gathered is a lot of people that interact with her are mad. Some money got exchanged and people didn't get what they thought they were supposed to get. And some of this going to court. So stay tuned. If y'all know more than I do, which I'm sure y'all do, let me know. Hit me up because child, I, I don't know what's what. Um, I know one thing I ain't going back on clubhouse. That's for sure. So add that to, to the things that I ain't going to be doing. I ain't going, if I got to go to clubhouse to hear about it, y'all ain't going to hear. Um, so y'all go and report back to me 
so that I can uh, be on the same page as y'all. Because at this point, y'all, I got gray hair. So each week I throw in a couple topics at the back end of the episode because they're not necessarily long enough to insert into the main bulk of the conversation, but it's worth discussing. So for the sake of the conversation, we can call this honorable mention. The Emmys is still so white. The Emmys is still so white. Every award season, especially when it comes to the Oscars, the Emmys and the Golden Globes, there's been a watchful eye over it because we've seen time and time again that it's just no color, no diversity, right? We 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 know it. This year for the 73rd annual Emmy Awards, there were probably, I think they said around 35, whether it's black creators, actors, writers, artists, you know, shows, uh, nominated that's that's a big deal it was a lot of different types of things um, that we could support and by things I mean content and you know just individuals when it came to people of color particularly black people black lady sketch show was nominated um, you had actors um, Hamilton people in Hamilton was nominated again for the 5,000th time because they've been nominated for the last five years or whenever however long Hamilton been out Cedric the Entertainer hosted this year's show you know it's a good old time until the end of the ceremony wrapped when uh, they did the stat ran the stat and saw that no black actors no um Asian actors no LGBTQ plus actors and there was one other group that uh, of actors did not win any category now there were black creators in other areas that won writers um, RuPaul's Drag Race won for a best variety show and you know y'all know RuPaul be killing it man Drag Race that's a good old show but when it comes to the acting categories, they nobody won. Um, people were disappointed. People were mad. People tuned in. And, and I will say this. I'm going to put a pin in this. What nothing as bad as the Oscars this past season where they switched the whole format of the show around and had us waiting to the end for Chadwick Boseman's category. And then come to find out he didn't even win. Anthony Hopkins won. And he wasn't even there to accept the award and it cut to cut the black and the show went off and everybody was just d- distraught. Nothing tops that. That was just raggedy. But I don't want to get worked up. Chadwick Boseman, that was... Y'all know I love I love me some Chadwick Boseman, okay? Rest in peace. I love me some Chadwick Boseman, so I'm mad. But with the 73rd Annual Emmy Awards, people were really disappointed. Me, not necessarily. First, I didn't even fully watch the show. I watched clips because I don't got cable. And y'all know you don't got cable. You can't watch CBS on anything. You got to have Paramount Plus or one of like the YouTube live streaming services. And I ain't paying for that. I'm already paying for Hulu, Netflix, Amazon Prime. It's already too much. My internet bill expense. Remember back in the day, internet bill used to be $19.99. Now internet the same amount as a cable bill. Whatever. But people were mad. Um, People were upset. And I think it's more so frustration and fatigue. You have so many actors of color, black actors and actresses and creators, writers, directors, 
performers, showrunners, um, creating this spectacular content and it's not recognized. But, and oh, and pause before I forget, shout out to one of my icons, Debbie Allen for um, winning one of their, like, I think it was their form of lifetime achievement award. I love me some Debbie Allen, y'all. I saw Debbie Allen on a red carpet somewhere and I like went over to the side and started crying. She didn't talk to me, but I was tearing up. You understand? But all of, I say all of this to ask, and it was a group of, of actors of color who did this for the Tonys. They started their own version of the Tonys, but for like black people. And I forget it, what, what it's called. I feel like it's called something like the Ricardos or something. Do we need to start our own for these award shows on some like fun and social stuff? I'm really thinking about getting with some of my friends who are collaborators and y'all don't be stealing my ideas. And if you do, please do it and include me or don't even include me. Just make sure it's dope. But having like our own award where maybe we call it the D'Angelo. Something we honor the best performances of the year in these major categories. Now, of course, if Denzel and he gonna win every time, but Denzel our guy, so it'll be you know something for us by us Fubu. That's just something I was thinking about. Just a fun little idea. But I say that to say, or to start to spark the idea of. We're going to have to start easing away from, you know, the attachment or the hope that we have in award shows because we're going to be disappointed every year. It's fun to watch. And as an actor and a creator myself and a, and a host, you do want the accolades in some cases. You do. You do want to be recognized by your peers for doing great work. You sacrifice so much to do this. But after a while, we got to take back the narrative. We got to switch it up and we got to control um, our work and how our work is perceived and how it is received by the masses so just putting it out there that um the emmy's so white but maybe we can do something about it and maybe what we do about it ain't necessarily the traditional way of diversifying the voting body maybe we just take our ball and go play on our own playground let me know what y'all think let me know if you watch the Emmys, if you had predictions. Let me know if you don't even watch award shows no more. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm open to hearing all of it. But um, hit me up and let me know your thoughts. That's it for this week's episode of Black News, y'all. Thank you so much for supporting week after week. I really appreciate you and I love you all. Be sure to continue to share the podcast with all of your friends, family, associates, frenemies as well. Tell them to like and subscribe on all apps where podcasts can be heard. Rate five stars. Leave a fantastic comment. Continue to support, 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 support this podcast. If you guys have topics or suggestions about what we can talk about, hit me up on social media. All across the board at Canelia, Twitter, Instagram primarily, but I'm also on Facebook too. You can find me there. As always, thank you guys so much for supporting once again. I am so appreciative for all of you, and I am so glad to be continuing this conversation with you all week after week. 
So with that said, hope you guys have a fantastic day, week, month, and I'll talk to you and see you all back here, same time, same place next week. Bye.